Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Showtime! Hey, how you doing? That's Christopher Jones. I'm the host of Let's Talk CFL Podcast, and this is episode number 377. I just kind of changed up the intro. What do you think? I don't like it that much. I like the other one better. Okay, anyhow, um, what do we got? Okay, now, our dear friend and long-time podcast listener, Neil Kroll, uh, he made a suggestion. Actually, he didn't make a suggestion. Well, kind of a suggestion. He uh, stated the obvious, and I hate it when people say the obvious because it's true. Uh, he said that I don't go on rants, that I'm actually doing a monologue, and that's kind of like what Johnny Carson did long time ago on The Tonight Show, but you guys probably aren't old enough to know who the hell Johnny Carson is, or maybe the majority of CFL fans are that old, and they would know who Johnny Carson is. Anyhow, uh, but then everybody, every late night news ho- or late night TV show now does go on a monologue or a rant or whatever you like to say it. Um, uh, Jonathan Pye, he w- that was a rant when he was talking about jo- Donald Trump uh, winning the election. But uh, a monologue is just kind of talking about something, what you're doing. I guess a rant is when you're being very passionate about it. And most of the time I am kind of passionate about it. But right now I'm not being very passionate about it. So I guess you could call this a monologue, even though it's we really don't have a subject matter for it. So I'm just talking endlessly and mindlessly because that's kind of what I do most of the time. And even when I'm talking about football, I'm just puking out different thoughts and uh, we'll see what happens and, and they carry on. So, uh, you know what, I'm not going to waste a lot of time because I, I haven't watched football. I haven't followed football in over a week. I have no idea what's happened. Who's been fined? Who's who's been done stupid things on Twitter? Who's done? Who's been arrested? Actually, I heard something about Chris Williams being. Um, hang on, is it even in our thing? No, it's not in our thing here. Oh, yes, it is. It's in our segment. So we're not. We'll talk about that later. So I won't talk about that. Uh, what's going on with BC Lions? Well, we're going to talk about that a little later too. Like, what's going on with all these teams? I mean, BC Lions and Toronto Argonauts are both shitty teams in the CFL right now. Uh, Toronto is expected to be a shitty team. BC wasn't expected to be a shitty team, unless your name is uh, Jared Sandwich. And then you expected them to be a shitty team. And does this mean that Jared's looking like he's brilliant? No, it doesn't. He's a Bomber fan. And it, there's, it's not possible. Okay, so um, let's just move on. I'm going to open up the mics, introduce the guys, and we're going to carry on. And we're going to talk football for the next couple hours. And uh, we'll find some other things to talk about and if we have to. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of stoked about this. Uh, it's football. And seriously, I haven't been able to follow football in over a week because I've just been so busy with my uh, my ranch and my farm and the farming and, and building an arena for the girls. And now I need to go on a vacation or I'm, sold, I'm told I'm going on a vacation. And I, I don't want to. Uh, I do, but that's not the point. Okay, uh, anyhow, uh, uh, the mics are all open here. Welcome to the show, Charles. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I don't know. Okay. 
I, I, I seriously, I don't know. I it was just is a weird day at work, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, everything that's kind of weird is weird. I have weird days at work sometimes too. I call them weekdays. Yes, any day that ends in in a Y. In a Y, yeah. Any day that ends in a Y is kind of weird for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's true. Oh, well, ends with the word day. Yes, yep. that too. Yeah. Other than that, it's good. It's nice and sunny and uh, not super hot, so that's always a plus. Yeah, well, it's supposed to get hot, isn't it? I don't know. I've been told that it's supposed to. It's supposed to be 29 here on on Friday. Yeah, I don't know. Um I hope it stays somewhat cool on Saturday because even with the new roof, it's still stifling hot when it's warm out. But with the new what? New roof? Oh, you mean in in BC Place? Yes. Yeah, you gotta open. He's gotta open the roof. Why was the dome not open the other day? That's just ridiculous. Your guess is as good as mine. I didn't understand why. Yeah. Okay. Didn't make well, much sense to me, but well, most things don't usually make sense to me, anyhow, because they're, yep. they're just they're just weird. They do weird shit. They do. They do weird shit, and and you know, at least Wally was a little predictable. Yeah, it's not supposed to get that hot. It's uh, not going to hit thirty degrees for a week up here, and that's hmm. uh, pretty nice. And it's uh, not going to rain. What a novelty. That's nice this time of the year. Yeah, the place it, it, I mean, we live in a desert. We've had nothing but we've had rain almost every day for the last six weeks. It's just it weird. was raining this morning when I went out to my car. I'm like, it's July. It's not supposed to rain here. No, not, not July. Okay, speaking of bad weather, Mark, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good, and I could take some cooling off. It's only 32 here right now at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, the humidity bad. is just lovely. Other than that, you know, doing well. Cool. Okay. Well, are you going camping again soon, or? Uh, no. We go to Newfoundland on the third. You're going to Newfoundland. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right too. Yes. Wow. That's the weather I'm looking forward to. Today it was plus eleven. In Newfoundland. Yes. Have you ever ask noticed people that travel? <laughs> go ahead, Charles. I just could say, ask people there if they'll travel to go watch the Atlantic schooners. <laughs> you think I'm not going to? <laughs> oh, you should. Oh, I will be. Trust me. Yeah. There's a bomber game while we're there, so I'm hoping to find a sports bar that'll have it on TV. Doubtful, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that you, you get friend requests from people who don't have you don't have any mutual friends at all with them? And I've always wondered how how they 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 find you. Now I get a lot of requests for people, and their 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 uh, profile pictures like a Winnipeg Blue Bomber thing, and I just just delete those <laughs> ones right away. But you know, and I have no mutual friends with them or anything like this. They just think that I guess they listen to the podcast or they listen to watch the thing or everything else and want to be my buddy. Uh, needless to they, or little do they know that my uh, Facebook page has nothing to do with sports. I never post a goddamn thing about football on it. I, uh, I only put political shit. I don't put anything to do with my personal life or very little. 
and I just put weird conspiracy things because it's fun. Um, but I got this friend request right now to from this woman who has the most beautiful set. Um, anyhow, I don't know why she wants to be my friend. Because it's likely a Russian bot. Because I get yeah. those constantly. I know. But where do they get these pictures from? And she's not even good looking. She just has really you know. Anyhow, um, so let's get back to football. Uh, William, welcome, my friend. Yes, you're going to get so much mail from women now. You're an idiot. Jeez. Christopher, come on. Anyways. What? What? Nothing. Nothing, sir. I appreciate a good pair as well as my as you, but exactly. I did ask me what the first thing is that I put in my suitcase today when I was putting my stuff in my suitcase. Ask me the first thing. Viagra. Wrap around sunglasses. Oh well, I I wear those all day every day. Yeah, but usually I'm not with a certain person all day every day, so I can move my head. <laughs> Ah, oh, okay. At, at at the pool in Vegas, I can only move my it's eyes. By the pool in Vegas, okay. yeah. Yeah, I can well, only move my eyes. So that's you pretty know, good. There's wife, the, the, the scenery and my dozer is not that good. I'll guarantee you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyways. Are we talking about football tonight? Yeah, we're going to talk about football pretty soon. Pretty pretty soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Okay, uh, let's talk about some games. First game up on Thursday. We got two Thursday night games. Is that correct? Did I hear that correctly? It's correctly stupid, yes. You know, I'd love some statistician guy out there to go out and figure out, because it would take a lot of work, is to find out Thursday night attendance between two teams, like, like Calgary and Ottawa in Ottawa. Now, they're playing Thursday night, so what's the attendance going to be? Now, if they played last year on a Friday night in Ottawa, what was the attendance that night? If they played the year before on in Saturday, what was the attendance like? And, you know, it's like, how does it compare? Because you can't compare Calgary and Ottawa to Calgary and Saskatchewan, okay? Because that's, that's not fair comparison to Ottawa, right? That'll draw no matter what. Yeah, it's going to draw no matter what game day it is. But I'll tell you, the attendance in Regina is down on Thursday night's game because the majority, uh, not the majority, a good percentage of Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans, season ticket holders, travel from a couple hours away to come to the games, which, you know, I, I, I appreciate a good fan like that. But then they have to drive that two hours back home and get up in the morning and go to work. And that's not fair. Thursday nights are stupid. Okay? Yeah, Thursday but night there's games another are reason stupid. It doesn't, there's another reason it doesn't work in Saskatchewan on Thursday nights. <laughs> you know what that not, is, right? It's not church night. No. It's bowling Interfere with league the night. Okay? Bowling. I was going to say bowling. league night. Yeah. Okay? Come on. Yeah. I thought they were going to go to the barn dance. I was at a barn dance a couple weekend, weeks ago. Sir. It was great. Oh. Never yeah. been to a barn dance. This you literally was in a barn, in and we were dancing. You have, huh. you have some neat things in B.C., uh, 
Christopher. I've never seen a barn dance. No, it gets up at boogies. Okay, it gets (coughs) up. Hell yeah, it's a little creaky, but you know it does it. Does a good job. Oh, I thought it. I thought it would just be Woody. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. That's later in the night Uh, when the the slow dance music comes on. Then it gets a Woody. And the shine's been passed around, right? Okay. And the shine has been passed it. around. We definitely had some shine. And it gets, uh, yeah, it's just it's a redneck territory, right? So did you see the Absolutely. profile I posted there for you guys? Okay. I did. Yeah. No, I didn't. Now, what does this person have to do with me? You know, like, I just don't understand. Build group engagement with mem- mentorship. Oh, Add mentorship oh. to Let's Talk CFL, help group members share knowledge and support each other. Oh, do you guys want to start a uh, CFL football uh, mentorship program? Facebook thinks that it would be a good idea for our group. If it's on Facebook, it must be true. Huh? I want to be. I want to be her friend too, Christopher. You Anyways. do, eh? Absolutely. Too bad okay. she ain't no real. No doubt about it. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's what they all say. Anyway. Oh, boy. Winnipeg has a losing record in their last 10 Grey Cup appearances. Huh. That's because they haven't won in 28 years. It doesn't matter how many times they go to the Grey Cup and how many times oh, they yeah. lost. Of course, the team that's got the worst record for a Grey Cup appearance is what? Who? 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 Quick. The worst is Saskatchewan, isn't it? Yes. Yes. 19 appearances and four victories. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So the first oh. game up is a Thursday night game. It's the Calgary Stampeders traveling to... Ottawa, the nation's capital, to play the Red Blacks. What's going to happen in this game, Charles? Who's going to be the starting quarterback in Ottawa? Have we heard? JJ. Probably not Davis. It looks like Davis is out, so I'm guessing it's going to be Jonathan Jennings again. And if if you're the Ottawa Red Blacks, that is not a good thing because we saw what he did last year. So does he get over or under 45 yards this week? We'll have to wait and see. Look, this is a bad uh, matchup. I don't care if Ottawa's at home. Usually I give Ottawa or usually I give the team at home a fighter's chance because I think in general teams tend to play better at home. But I'm sorry. After watching that debacle against Winnipeg last week and you're going to have a Calgary team coming in um, that one last week, but wasn't great looking. Um, I think they're gonna want to. Um, I think they're gonna want to uh, sharpen up here. Uh, Jonathan Jennings looked dreadful last week. Uh, maybe he's got another week under his belt as the number one starter in practice. I'm not sure it's going to matter because since 2016, when he had his big year with the Lions. He's been, well, I'll be polite, and I'll call him inconsistent. And, yes, that is probably being polite. Maybe it's just um, he got the jitters last week. 
he's had the jitters for three years because he played a lot of games uh, with the Lions in the previous two years, a lot like that. Maybe not to that extent, but it always seems that once Jonathan Jennings throws one interception, everything else falls apart. And we saw it last week. He threw an interception for a touchdown relatively early, and he never came back from that. So he's a guy that obviously has very little confidence um, right now, and as soon as one thing goes bad, that's pretty much the end for him. And I question about whether or not he will still even be on the Red Blacks roster at the end of this season. Maybe the fact that they really don't have anybody else behind him, like even with Jennings playing, um, you would think that the way he played last week, you would think that the backup might get a crack or the third stringer, but they really have no one of consequence playing there behind Jennings. So if Davis isn't ready to go, and by all indications that's the case, uh, it looks like it's going to be Jennings. So... Can he bounce back? We have seen him play good football before. Um, even in the past few years, I remember one game last year when he was playing for the Lions. He played a game against that went to overtime. And he played great in that game. But um, there have not been many instances like that. So more often than not, he uh, is coming up dry in these games. <clears throat> and I think, like I said, Calgary... They won last week, but they kind of underachieved playing Toronto. They only put up 26 points. It was actually a relatively close game, ended 10 points. I think they're going to want to have a bounce back. I think Arkebuckle's going to want to have a bounce back. And I think Calgary wins this one. And I could even say it, see it staying close for a while, maybe even to the end of the first half. Calgary's the better team here. I know Ottawa's beaten Calgary once already in Calgary, but I just don't see that happening again. These are teams heading in completely different directions. And I'm going to pick this one, uh, Calgary 34, and Ottawa 13. They're going to be better than last week. They're going to get more than one point, I think. They'll get 12 more. It might be okay. four field goals and a missed field goal, but they'll get 13. Well, they only got one point Calgary. last week. I know. It would be fucking embarrassing if they didn't beat that. True. That was embarrassing. I read someone saying that it was almost more embarrassing to get one point than it was to get shut out. Oh, I don't know. I don't know I, that, but... I think they're both pretty bloody embarrassing. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> okay, so CFL.ca weekly picks. Straight across the board, Jamie Nye, Pat Steinbach, Matthew Cause, Marshall Ferguson, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morris pick the Stampeders. Will the Let's Talk panel do the same? Willie, you're next. Calgary, Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, Calgary, Ottawa. Well, I think the Stampeders is still smarting a little bit from losing to them in the first game of the season in Calgary. So they're probably out to get some revenge. Um, this week, 
the interviews with Dave Dickinson, he uh, he wasn't as down on his team as he usually is because he's always been a bit of a, you know, they're not where I want them to be, blah, 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 blah. And this week he said they had a great week of practice. It was sunshiny in Calgary, so it was warm because they are going into a warm place in Ottawa. I think Nick Arbuckle has another game under his belt. I think their defense is coming about, and I don't think they're all, I don't think they're going to get any picks tomorrow night if Jonathan Jennings only throws for 45 yards. The options are limited, but I don't think this game is going to be close, and I hope it's not close. And I am going to pick. I am going to pick. Stampeders 36 and the Red Blacks 14. 36 14. That's really close to Charles' score there. You're kind of like cuddling up there. Is this like a bro bromance sort of thing? For I, you, I, I've always wanted I've always wanted to cuddle with Charles. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I'm finding this out after we were staying in the same hotel last week during break. Yeah, last year take us well, you know. Take oh, a step boy. back, I had a, Take a step back. I had a date for that weekend, Charles, so I was, I was uh, kind of tight. Uh, don't think I'm not happy. So so did Will, okay. or so did Charles. It was Russ. Yep. <laughs> yes, it was. And I'm not sure which yeah. one's better there, Charles. I, 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 you know what? I, I, I kind of figured I was out of my league. Obviously, Charles likes big people, okay? Because mm. <laughs> he, yeah, that's a big So, Mark, dude, what do you think okay? about this game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind listening, you know. I don't mind staying on mute and listening. <laughs> oh, I wish oh, I was dear. on mute. <laughs> Mark, um, talk about this football game for Charles, please. <laughs> William, if Jennings throws for more more than 45 yards. Let's say he throws, he has a great game in the first half, and he throws for 175 yards. How many is Trey Roberson bringing back for touchdowns? Oh, at least three. He's going to eat him alive if they go deep. Yeah. Yeah. um, You can't avoid him the entire game. Yes, Christopher? Yeah. You can't avoid him for this whole game. Don't go deep. Ricky Ray, short passes over the middle. Quick, snappy passes. Why don't you do it? Mike Riley, why don't you do it? Listen up. You don't get enough production. Short passes, running game. That's all Jennings has to do. Short passes in the running game, and he can beat Calgary. It's not going to happen. Christopher, Christopher, we know it's not going to happen. That's what Toronto did last week. Short passes, and, and the law firm had like 300 and some yards passing, but they didn't score any touchdowns. So That's because they didn't listen and, and they need a running game. Yeah, you know, six of the best running backs in the CFL. <laughs> I know, and they're not using them. <laughs> no, I think this it's going to be a big win for Calgary. Arbuckle doesn't have to do a lot in this game. I don't think a lot of the injured guys are back on the defense. I haven't seen the lineups yet. 
But um, if they're not back, if they're still with the backups that they had in last week, it could get ugly, but I don't think it will be too bad. I'm going to say 27 to 6. 27 to 6. And you're picking Calgary, right? Yeah, for Ottawa, Will. Calgary, obviously. Okay. Well, Phil is picking Ottawa. He's picking Ottawa 33-29. Phil's on crack. Well, possibly. No, he's got a lot of averages. He's always winning. Yeah, he, he's he's in the lead in the picks here, Will. So if if Phil's crack is helping him win, so be it, okay? It seems to be working for him. Okay, so here's the way I look at this game. You look at the starting quarterbacks for Calgary this year. Bo Levi Mitchell is 0-2 and, and out for a while. Nick Arbuckle, that is his name, right, is 2-1 and one with a steal. Like, that's an amazing difference in stats there, okay? So, like, there's three victories that can be accounted to Arbuckle, and there's no victories to Bo Levi Mitchell. And granted, you know, he didn't get to play, but is he not playing for what reason? He's getting a cortisone shot for a um, a pectoral muscle problem. That makes no sense. So there must be something else the matter with him and something that nobody is talking about. And Dave Dickerson talks about his players just about as much as Michael Shea does. So we don't know what the thing is, but as what did Bowley by Mitchell on his podcast the other day say? If this was the Grey Cup game, he would be playing. Or he would be able to play. It's, up, it's not up to him whether or not he plays. Okay, so I think there's, there's – we've got some stories in the CFL right now that there is a lot more to the story than what we're give, being given. Chris Matthews is another part of it. What is CJ going to do in this game? Do I follow the pack? Do I go with the rogue? You know what? I'm I'm going with the rogue. I'm going to take an Ottawa victory in here, but I'm going to do it 24-18. I'm picking Ottawa. Call me crazy. But 24-18. I've only got one, okay? So here, just, I've only picked just, one game right this year. So that means that I, I'm either going to fight. You why. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, but Phil's the best. He's got more picks than anybody else. So if I follow him and there, he's the only one, I only have to fight against him. If I pick Calgary, then I have to be better than three of you. There's some logic okay. in this. It's just okay. got nothing to do with football. Just to add to something you said, sir, um, I've heard through the magical Willie Grapevine. Oh, cool! That I like that pro- one. The problem, the problem in Calgary is Bo Levi Mitchell is seeking outside advice as far as his problem, which you know what. I have no problem with. Why? Why is that a problem? Okay. I, I I don't know, but I think that's what the problem is. And so he's seeking outside advice, and because of that, the the Stampeders aren't playing him. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. 
I mean, we've heard rumors that they're not happy with each other right now, and I heard that that's the reason they're not happy with each other. Because the Stampeders like their guys, and Bo Levi Mitchell likes his guy, which I have no problem with whatsoever. He could okay. go see both guys. Because, yeah. Right, and, and that's is, what he's doing, and that's what he's doing, but it's just... Is there I mean, a conflict it, between the guys? Um, that's something that they haven't said, so... You know, and and so if you're telling me he's getting a cortisone shot for a pectoral muscle, that's bullshit. He's getting a cortisone shot for a bad shoulder, in my mind. Okay. What? No, 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 that's not what I'm telling you. I'm saying that all along we've been told that he he's had a a, a pectoral muscle, right. muscle right. problem, his chest, right? And, and right. cortisone right. doesn't help muscles; it helps joints. No. no. That's correct. And it also tells me if he's seeking other options, that's also telling me it's not getting any better. Because if it were getting any better, he would have no re- no need no, to no, find no, but other he's options. Had the, he's had this guy since the beginning. So, and this is the same irrelevant. guy who helped him out. This is the same guy who helped him out two years ago. So, hmm. you know, and I mean, you can find. Ten different doctors, and I bet you they have ten different treatments. Quite like yeah, but cortisone yeah, isn't an answer that. to anything. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it, it's a it's an terrible, answer. terrible treatment. Yes, but I, I, I do believe it's an answer to get you back on the field for this season. So is it and I, I would, I would bet you dollars to donuts to get surgery in the off season. But we'll see. I'm just guessing here. I'm, I'm just I'm just having an issue with this. At incom- oh, hang on. This is actually a segment later on. I'm sorry, Charles. We'll talk about That's this okay. later. Oh, sorry, Charles. I should read the agenda. No biggie. I, I like Charles keeping us organized. So uh, yes, I apologize, and let's move on. Um, yes. The next Thursday night game is Toronto. In Edmonton. Now, Toronto is phenomenal this season. They are 0-5. Owen resides in the capital of Ontario. Okay? In the big smoke. And I don't know why it's called the big smoke. Does that make sense to you? It never made sense to me. Um, And... They're going to Edmonton, who is three and two, doing pretty damn good with Trevor Harris. Their defense is lighting shit up, and uh, yeah, who is Toronto going to pick it to start? Is that going to be the law office? Quite likely. It, it, now I have a question: Is the law office who coined this term? Is this something that we're doing, or is this like a Canada-wide terminology right now? This was Will that invented this, I think. No, this was this not a Jared sandwich. Was this Jared? Yeah. It, it's a great name. Okay. So, Charles, yep. you always start like us off it. here, buddy. All right. So, first of all, may I just say how stupid it is having two Thursday night games? I'll just go with that right now. One Thursday I think it's stupid game having sucks. one. 
Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. And will we have concerts at both? Well, probably. <coughs> and people will complain about both. And that'll be two second of all, concert. <laughs> second of all, if you're going to have want to try and get people uh, out to the football stadium on a Thursday night when they all got to work the next day, could you not put together a more compelling matchup than Toronto and Edmonton? Is this really going to be uh, all that interesting? I mean, let's be real here. Edmonton is a good football team near the top of the uh, Western Division. Toronto hasn't won a game yet. So is this really a compelling... We saw what happened the last time the Argos played on the road. They got slaughtered. Actually, no, I guess they, they played on the road. This is their third week on the road. Probably a good thing, because I don't think anyone goes and wants to go watch them at home. But uh, they got smoked in Winnipeg two weeks ago. Played better, but still lost in Calgary. Now they're playing on a short week on a Thursday uh, in Edmonton. I mean, and the Edmonton Eskimos, there's a, this is a team coming off of a loss last week against Montreal. They're probably not going to be in all that hot a mood after Montreal beat them last week. So... Um, they're going to want to go out and probably kick the crap out of Toronto. And they can do it, too. Like you said, uh, the law office of McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to be at quarterback here. He has not impressed in the games he's played. And Edmonton, they're going to want to come out and they're going to want to put on a show for the fans especially those fans who were good enough to come out on a Thursday night to watch this. Um, and I wonder which game tomorrow night's going to have the thunder and lightning display because it seems like you get one every week now. Um, this is... I can't see this being a contest. I really can't. The third week in a row for Toronto, Edmonton coming back home, coming off a loss, wanting to turn things around. This is going to be a Toronto win. Or excuse me, yeah, right. A Toronto win, an Edmonton win, um, and it's going to be an Edmonton win big on home field. Edmonton's going to win this one, forty-five to fifteen. It's going you to. Know I, I really. James Wilder Jr. is not playing, right? He's out. For which the game. makes it even worse. Maybe the fifteen's high. No, I'll stick with it. Forty-five to fifteen. I think Edmonton wins this one big on home field. And Toronto still look, looking for their new, uh, their their first win after this week. Okay. What do we do now? William, Toronto and Edmonton. Yes. You picked yeah, the underdog last have... week in Montreal, and you were victorious. Are you doing the yeah, same I week with Toronto? Montreal. I, I always pick Montreal. Montreal has got hope in hell. Toronto. And just so you know, uh, David Sanchez calls him Macbeth. I like that. He calls him Macbeth. Macbeth. There you go. It's a lot It's a lot better than Vaj. Anyway. Fuck um, me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Milt Stiegel is anyway. such a dumb shit. I, I, there's no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Anyways, 
Um, I'm really disappointed I got to watch two football games on a Thursday night the day before I go on holidays because I got so much to do. So maybe I can do it while I'm watching it. So, um, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm going to pick, uh, you know, Bethel Palmas didn't look that bad against Calgary. And I I think Ed or I think Toronto has a better offensive line than BC. I know that's not saying much, but um I'm gonna go with twenty five for Edmonton and seventeen for Toronto. Oh, let, let me get this straight. You're picking Edmonton to win? You? Yeah. Will? You're picking Edmonton? Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what? I just blew it. I just blew it. Let's go the other way. 25-17 Toronto. Okay. Okay. For a minute there for go. a minute there, for a minute there I thought I was going to be wise and try and catch up to Phil, but I just can't do it. It's the Okay, you know what I've coined this as, right? When Edmonton plays, I always apply the, are you ready? I always apply the Ronda rule. Yes. The Ronda rule. Any team but Edmonton. I can't pick Edmonton. I can't pick Edmonton. Okay. Go ahead. You need to wear one of those things on their heads. Yeah. A fascinator. Mm. Whatever. Well, Mark, come on. Speak up, buddy. You know you're next. Yep. Um, I'd like to think Toronto could put up a fight. I really would. Uh, with Wilder out, not that he's been a huge factor, but with him out, that's just going to be even more thrilling. <laughs> Um, C.J. Gable is out, though. So that just means Harrison's going to throw the ball probably more. And, yes, he is the king of the five-yard passes. I give him that much. That's all he needs to do is hold on to the ball. I don't think it's going to be a complete destruction. I hope not, anyway. But with Gable out, I'm going to say 28 11 for Edmonton. 28-11? Yep. For Edmonton. Okay, uh, let's uh, jump over here. Oh, 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 hang on a second. I got to scramble here. Sending off an email to my good buddy, Davis Sanchez. Okay, Edmonton is... Uh, ooh, 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 Phil. Phil's taken Edmonton, and he's taken the score 33-19. Phil, Phil, is this another day where the, the winning team is going to score 33 points? So he's, are you doing that every one of these now? <laughs> Didn't he do that last week or a week before where all the losing team all had 19 or something like that? I don't know. It was, just, it was really weird. And, and he, who, he's leading us in, in picks, so who are we to judge, right? I mean, shit. Okay, 
This is tough for me. Edmonton, Toronto. Toronto doesn't have a hope in hell of beating Edmonton. Not a hope in hell. But again, if I pick Toronto, then I'm only fighting against Will. If I pick Edmonton, I'm fighting against three of them. And they're pretty much ranging in score. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I going to do here? I'm going to pick Edmonton. I'm going to pick them 28. No, that's Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly the score Mark had. No, no, no. I'm, I'm so confused. Uh, 28, 20, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 34-21 for the Edmonton Eskimos. Oh, yes. No, no, sorry, Phil. That's not reality. I'm not... And it's not going to happen. Okay. Over to a Friday night game, right? Is it that right? Friday night? Friday night football? Friday night football. TSN. Winnipeg Blue Bombers are into the hammer to play the Tie Cats at Timmy's and, oh, we've got an undefeated Winnipeg team at 5-0. and oh. We have a Hamilton Tiger Cats at 4-1. and one. Will they have equal records of 5-1 and one after this weekend, or will the hammer go down again? And, oh, my God. They have not lost at home this year. Hamilton has not lost at home. They're on a roll. Tim Bitfield is a hard place to play. Not really. Uh, okay, Charles, pick this. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Hamilton Tiger Cats. <sighs> Tough one. This one's intriguing. Bro. This is probably the toughest game to pick this week. Um, I don't know. It's, um, something tells me the Bombers are due for a loss. Things have been going well for them, but things have been going a little bit too well. They've had Cocky. some gimmies like well. in Toronto. What's that? Cocky well. Cocky well. No, maybe. They've been too cocky um, about it. Somewhat, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a lot of their fans. But that's just their fans. fans. Yeah. Seriously, um, things have been going. They've had some gimmies against Toronto. Uh, they've been beating teams, and they've been beating teams badly. But I think it's time for a hiccup. And this might actually not even be a bad thing for this team to have a hiccup. Because if things keep going too well and too easy, then all of a sudden later down the road you lose, it sometimes can screw you up. And a classic example of that are the 2005 BC Lions. A perfect example of that. They were 11-0, lost one game, and went one and six down the stretch because they didn't they didn't have any adversity and they they haven't learned to lose. And um, Hamilton is a good football team. I still think they're the best in the East, and they are better at home than on the road. And I can see this one going the other way. Like, like I said, I think Winnipeg's due for a loss, and I think Hamilton. 
Uh, Hamilton could be a team that's good enough to give it to them, especially in Hamilton. So I'm going to pull. I'm going to call the upset here. I'm going to say that the home team's going to pull this out. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to call this. I think Mazzoli has a big game. I think Speedy B, even though I don't like him, has a big game. And stop and, using that name. It's disgusting. Uh, okay, Brandon Max is a big name. game. So I'm gonna call. I'm gonna give this one to Hamilton, 27-24. 27-24. You know, I remember a few years back when Kent Austin was the head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and he threw a challenge flag, and the ref came over, and it was a one of those mic'd, mic'd up games, and he picked up the challenge flag and gave it back to Ken Austin, and Ken Austin says. Uh, there was offensive or defensive pass interference on Speedy B. And the ref accepted that and walked away. Now, to me, that was so unprofessional. He should have called, either used the man's name or his number or just say one of our Ham- Hamilton receivers. But for him to actually say, use those words to the referee was it was it's just it was so unprofessional. I just I I, I remember it to this day and I, I just thought it was disgusting. Okay. William Winnipeg. Yeah. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now remember how Hamilton is... Tiger Cats have the most points scored in this season. And not by a little bit. Twenty two points more than Winnipeg. Okay. This is this is a very interesting matchup. These are the number two, one and two teams in the CFL. And if you look at Hamilton's record, they played Saskatchewan and won. They played Toronto and won. <clears throat> they played the Owls and won. Yeah. And what was the common factor in all three of those games? Sub-500 teams? No, the other team did not have a quarterback. Okay, or something that resembled a quarterback. They lost the next week to Montreal, who their quarterback got better, I guess, or was I can't remember if Pipkin played in the first game or not. I think he did. Maybe not. I could be wrong. And then Pipkin played the first game. Yeah, and then Adams played the second game and beat them. Yeah, and then you look at uh, the next game. They played the Lions, and was it the Lions? Have they played the Lions? I don't think Did so. Did I get that wrong? Huh? Anybody? I'm looking. Calm down. Oh, uh, BC played Saskatchewan. BC played Edmonton. BC played Toronto. No, no. They played Montreal, and then they played Montreal. And then they played uh, Calgary. Beat Calgary. It was Calgary's ass. Yeah. Oh, okay. They lost to Montreal. Okay, that's right. And then, and oh, then yeah. they they won and, they won one and they lost one to Montreal. And then last week right. they were on and the bye. The one they lost to Montreal. They Montreal had a quarterback. The one they won against Calgary. Calgary had their second string quarterback. Okay. Now, let's go to Winnipeg. Okay. Winnipeg plays the Lions, and they only beat them by 11, 11 points. 
And yeah. why? Because the Lions have something that resembles a quarterback. They play the Esks, and they only beat the Esks by seven points because the Esks have something that reminds you of a quarterback. Then they play the Red Blacks, and the first game was uh, Dominic Davis, and they didn't beat by much. Yeah, they had something called the quarterback. Then they play the Argos. That doesn't have a quarterback. Then they play the Red Blacks with Jonathan Jennings, and they don't have a quarterback. So all I'm trying to get to is I don't fucking know who's going to win this game. Okay? But, but... Apparently, Hamilton has a quarterback. I, I haven't been that impressed with him this year, but they've also had a bye, so they've had time to work on things. So, I'm going to go... I, I I think Hamilton is a better offensive team than Winnipeg is. And so... I'm going to go uh, Hamilton 32 and Winnipeg. Uh, I'm going to give them 27. I don't think, I don't think Hamilton or I don't think Winnipeg can outscore Hamilton. So. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mark, Mark, what law? <laughs> Bomber faithful. You'll also be. Are Hamilton. you feeling this? Are you feeling the love from the other two right now? Oh yeah, oh yeah, always. Are Will you following like... the se- their same sediment? Do you believe that the <laughs> that the bombers just can't handle the uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats? I wouldn't go that far. Winnipeg only has one lineup change from last week's game and that lineup changes Adam Big Hill um, we went from that's the thing that was missed last week was it was a they had a third string guy in the defensive backfield third string 45 yards passing in the, for, for Jonathan Jennings with a third string guy at the I think it was at the wheel linebacker so but, Adam Big Hill now comes have, back in and slides everybody back to have, their natural positions. Mm-hmm. Mark, didn't he have? Didn't he have the third string guy though? Didn't he have perfect form form tackling though? Thomas Miles? No, they threw nobody out of one. got that. Nobody got yeah. that joke. Fuck! Come on, guys. <laughs> no. Jesus. I still don't. <laughs> Anyway, um, it's called sarcasm. Yes, this is an extremely tough test for Winnipeg, and I'm very happy to actually see them have a tough test. The last couple of games have been easy, and yeah, Trevor Harris when 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 Winnipeg barely beat them, Trevor Harris threw that ball all over the field, and they got seven touch uh, seven field goals. What is it you say about the seven field goals, Christopher? The offense sucked. They can't yep. get it in the end zone. Yeah. Yep. So I'm okay that way. 
I, there is part of me that wants them to lose, as weird as that sounds. I want them to face a little bit of adversity right now. I don't want no 9, 10, 11, 12 wins in a row. I don't want anything to do with that. But I am not picking them to lose. And there's also the Andrew Harris X factor. I'm going to say, I'm going to go on what their actual point totals are averaging out. I'm going to say 36-32 Winnipeg. It's actually opposite, but I'm going to go with those numbers. 36-32 Winnipeg. What do you mean by their opposite? Um, in scoring average, Hamilton has 32 Winnipeg, or 36, Winnipeg has 32. Uh-huh. I'm just so then the you just... You just bullshit your way along here then. Yeah. Isn't that what we okay. do every week? Yeah. That's yeah, confirming. Yep. Just just yep. absolutely confirming. Okay, so Phil has got the Hamilton Tiger Cats <coughs> being victorious here thirty three to twenty five. I can't have this. I'm gonna pick the peg and I'm gonna do it by the score of twenty eight to twenty four. Because then I only have to fight with Mark, not fighting with Bill, Charles, and Will. He's playing the odds, baby. I'm playing the odds. I'm cheering for Hamilton, okay? But I'm playing the odds for this. I got to get out of the basement. I'm not going to get out of the basement, but I need to get more than one point. I'm starting to feel like a Ottawa Red Black right now. Okay. So, the final game, which is Saturday... Let's see this. When is this game? When is this game? When is Saturday, this game? four o'clock. I hate that. I'm working. I have. I'm. I'm. I'm out fencing or something. Wi-Fi up the mountain. Why can't they have these at seven o'clock? Why couldn't this be a seven o'clock start time so that you know I can watch this football game? Because for the rest of the country, eight. it's eight, nine, ten o'clock when that game starts. Well, fuck them. Who cares? They want you want to live on the ocean, you got to pay for it with the time. Hey, the time advantage for BC is amazing. 7 o'clock at night starts are wonderful. It means that they're playing football at four, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it would have been 3 o'clock in the morning if we ever had a Halifax team, which we won't, so that doesn't really matter. It's a moot point. Charles, Saskatchewan Rough Riders are coming to BC. I hate it yes. when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders come to BC. There's like green There's in the audience. People in green sitting around me. It's I don't the like worst it. color. I hate it. A lot of them are obnoxious. Most of them but, are obnoxious. Uh, what's that? Most of them. Yep. Not all. I just remember a Not few all. years ago that every time there was this one lady there, every time this rider scored, she got up and did a little dance in the aisle. It was weird. But anyways. It's a concrete that, floor. You could curb stomp her. You know. Having said that, um, this is a rematch from a week ago. And what generally wasn't a terrible football game, it was actually relatively close into the fourth quarter, and then the Lions' defensive tackling took over, and that was the end of that. But um, you know what? For the most part, it stayed pretty close. Uh, 
We'll see if they can get it right this week and protect uh, Mike Riley because they're not haven't got it done so far. But hey, they're playing the same team two weeks in a row, so maybe we learned our lesson from last week. We can hope. We brought in a guy from Hamilton and sent him right back out the door because he was too small. So there's that. Can the Lions do me a favor? If they're going to run a scheme where the running back's supposed to block, can we not have it be John White? And can we he have it be block. Brandon Rutley? Because John Wright's just a little tiny guy. He couldn't block, um, uh, well, another little tiny guy. Uh, not that Brandon Rutley's all, been all that much better, but we got to figure out something um, to keep Mike Riley upright and not getting hit every 30 seconds. Uh, but having said that, the Lions need a win at home. We haven't gotten a win at home this week, this year. It's really? time for that to change. And we've discussed it before, that winning back home and home, no matter who it is, it's always very tough for a team to sweep a home and home. And the Lions can't have this one swept. Because otherwise Tim. they're in big problems for the playoffs. It's not mathematically impossible, and I know it's still early, but down the road these things are going to catch up to you, and you're going to start running out of time. So they really have to um, um, make sure that they um, they keep themselves at least in striking distance of at least a crossover because um, otherwise they're going to find themselves getting, getting, you know, buried. Molly walked. Uh, yeah, that, that could be it. So I'm picking the lions. I know I've never done that before, but I'm picking the lions in this one. I think it's a close game. This might be one that gets decided late on a field goal and hopefully not a rouge, but I'll pick the lions to win this one. 27 to 22. 27 to 22. Okay. The only thing that I have to question here, and I know you've already given your score, so it may, it won't mm-hmm. change it or it could, you could change it if you wanted to, is that you know how at halftime or during the game and the BC Lions are playing another team and the team goes into the dressing room and they make adjustments at halftime, yeah. they come back out, and BC hasn't made any adjustments, so they kind of continue playing the same game, and they lose. They're doing really well in the first half, but then in the second half, the other team is actually they've they've been out coached time and time again. Okay, mm-hmm. are you, you are you with me here? You agree with me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what's the difference between halftime and next week when you're playing the same team? Is BC half going to be seven, able to make any adjustments? Half time is 17 minutes, and the week is seven days. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they're actually prepared or willing or capable of making any adjustments. Fair enough. I, I, I just but they got to try. <laughs> I'm not a da- I'm not being a down downer Debbie here, uh, but it it just uh, there's no confidence here from CJ on the coaching staff. And I'm not picking on Devon. William. 
Saskatchewan, BC. Yes. You have a hard time picking Saskatchewan, but you know you pick BC and they lose. But you pick the other team and I they lose. Too. I picked Saskatchewan last week and they won. So, um, yes. You know what my question is? I wonder if there is a total incompetency in. Oh my God. With Will yeah. total, or with BC? The total management is incompetent because. Explain to me how you bring in an offensive lineman and then you realize he's not big enough. Did they did they phone one eight hundred offensive lineman <laughs> and that's what they got? Okay, okay this like, is a completely not, fair comment. I my bad. Do they not have a scouting department? Did they not check this guy out before? Come on. I mean, I I. And and since you brought it up, CJ, the adjustments at halftime did not happen, and that no. I'm sorry, that goes in, that goes to in coaching. every game that goes to coaching, absolutely that goes to coaching. So is Devon, and I'm not picking on him in particular, but is he over his head? Is Jarius Jackson as shitty as I think he is? Because you, you've got undoubtedly one of the top two quarterbacks in the CFL. And you can't find people to block for him, and you cannot make adjustments at halftime. Like, what's up with that? And I don't want to be down on BC because I still believe it or not, it's the CFL. They still have a chance. They still have a chance. Um, but you know, Mike Riley's going to die soon. Okay, so they got to fix it now. Uh, okay, and and the other thing, I mean, how bad how bad is BC's offensive line? Okay, Very Charleston Hughes, Charleston Hughes, who is thirty five, I think, or thirty six, or something like that, had ten tackles, three sacks, and two fumble recoveries, or something like that. I, I, I know he's a great player, but hey, guys, you got to do something. Like he's only thirty five. At, at halftime, didn't you say, okay, from this point on, we're gonna put two guys on Charleston Hughes? I just I don't get it. It's uh, I I wonder if the coaching st- I'm really starting to wonder if the coaching staff is in over their head. I really well, wonder. Very young and coaching. Once again, I mean, look how many and I, first and year coaches there are. Yes, and I mentioned this last the other night on the podcast, and is it a case of, and CJ will always point this out, but Levi Mitchell is so good because he plays for good organization. Was Devon Claybrook so good because he had a bunch of good players and a bunch of good coaches around him? Well, uh, of, course we of course he okay. was. Of course he was. Okay. Is he... The sum of the pieces is always greater than the, you know what I mean, than the individuals. Okay, I don't think Dave Dickinson would be as good a head coach in Toronto right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, and I I would agree with you, but but five years from when Dave Dickinson started with Toronto would they be a better team eventually because of his coaching? 
I don't know if you can say that about Devon Claybrooks because, and the reason I say that is, is it's not, it's not, it's not getting better. Is all I'm saying is it's not getting better. And the next question is, I don't know how long, and this is a subject we'll have to we have to broach. I don't know how long they're going to give these guys. Are they going to give them the whole season? And then I, I would think that you year? have to. I think you have to. I, mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. But, but on the other hand, is a guy like Ed Hervey going to go after the coaching staff because he could lose his job? And to me, the obvious choice right now, and we talked about this the other day as well, is you get rid of Jarius Jackson, but who do you replace him with? Well, that was my question. I mean, you know, yeah, I know. There was only there's only one quality offensive coordinator in this league that would have been available for position, and it would sideways position, and he booked it off to the XFL, and that would have been Jamie Elzondo. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, seriously, we do not have offensive people just falling out of the trees in the CFL right now. The majority of head coaches are defensive guys. We just have not brought along enough offensive coordinators. They just don't exist. And you know what I think might happen? And this is just a theory I have. And I got to go back to relationships here. I think if nothing happens this year, I think they get rid of Jarius Jackson in the off season. And I think Devon Claybrooks will try and get uh, Ryan Dinwiddie out of Calgary. Because he's, possibility. He's, he's unless, unless Calgary foresees this and Dave Dickinson finally decides to make somebody the OC. And that would be Ryan Dinwiddie. So, yeah, I I have this silly ass feeling in the pit of my stomach that then Travis Lule is going to come up, and he right, simply yeah, does not it, have any experience. Yep. He can't be the OCC. They would the OC. They would be they would be setting themselves up for trouble. Well, you might as well have Matt Dunnigan as a head coach. Right. Or there's the Lapolis sweepstakes. The what? I'm not. Lapolis? The Lapolis, yeah. I I honestly don't don't see him leaving Winnipeg. I just don't. I don't need. No, and why would. I think if he was going to leave Winnipeg, he would have done it already. Yeah, but why would any team sign him if, if he hasn't won a great cup? Why do you think I wouldn't mind them leaving? Yeah. So you guys, did anybody catch the subtlety of that one either? Come on, guys. Jeez. I don't know. So in other words, in other words, I'm saying Winnipeg's not going to win this year either. So, and we know that. But you guys didn't catch that. You guys didn't catch that. Oh, I caught it. I assume that. I don't disagree with it. Hey, so, Will, 
Saskatchewan and BC? Did yes. you pick a score? No, I didn't. I was blabbering on. I'm going to go... Uh, At length. I, I'm going to go... Well, yeah, because... And and, and honestly, I, I'm... I'm upset that BC's not doing doing better, and I think they should be doing better. Anyway. I'm upset. And I'm not a BC fan. You know that. Um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go BC 19, Saskatchewan 17. Okay. That doesn't sound very reassuring. Uh, but it's all about the W, right? It's all about the W. Doesn't matter how you win. I hear, yeah. I hear Toronto or BC won a game by one point sometime this year, didn't they? Oh yeah, they I'd did. Be okay that was with the that. That was against won. Toronto. At this yes, point, the Lions cannot be picky about how they win their games. Oh no, no, but ugly, no. I'm okay with. Just win. victories. Just win. Just win. Mark, pick a team. You know, as much as I really, really, really want BC to beat Saskatchewan, I just Saskatchewan's defensive line is just too much for BC's offense. And Jarius Jackson has no clue what max protection means. There's a common denominator in that offense. How long has Jarius Jackson been there? Two years. And how has that offense been in the two years he's been there? Not good. Well, how long? Did, how, how good has it been in the last five years? Six years, yeah, seven good. years. <laughs> and it, it's the same thing over and over and over. Okay, so we had Jonathan Jennings had his one year of six thousand yards. He's going to do this every game. Nope. Okay, now we got Mike Riley, highest paid quarterback in the CFL. He loves to throw that ball. Yep, and you're not running the ball and you're not winning. And your offensive line, they it, like, yeah, they brought in a guy and they sent him back out. They need to bring in five or six guys, not one. They need to refill that practice roster with offensive linemen. Fix that before anything else. I mean, I just like Will said about Charleston Hughes. This is a 35-year-old running around guys. He wasn't really even doing bull rushes. He was just beating them to getting around the edge. So I'm going to keep the score low just because of Saskatchewan. I just can't give them a ton of love. I just can't. Um, 23-8. Uh, 23-20 for Saskatchewan. Twenty-three twenty. Yep. Okay, so this pick in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders twenty-eight twenty-seven. So this is here, BC and Saskatchewan. I, I'm sorry, I, there is not a fucking day in hell that I would pick the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to the BC Lions. I don't give a shit. What? I don't care how bad BC gets beat. I would never pick against them with Saskatchewan. So, um, I think BC is going to come out. They're going to say, "Hey, I don't like this," and they're going to win this game, 34-21. BC victory and a dominant one. 
Mike Riley is going to come out there. We're going to have a passing game. We're going to have a running game. We're going to have a special teams, call us special teams, no penalties, and it's just going to happen. Okay. Do, do I sound like a good cheerleader? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'll shave my legs. <laughs> it would not help. <laughs> no? You don't think so? Okay. No. So no. here we go back to the CFL.ca picks. We did that. Everybody picked the Saskatchewan, our Calgary Stampeders. Everybody picked Edmonton to beat Toronto. Even the Toronto guys. Everybody picked Edmonton. Now, here's the difference. We got Winnipeg and Tiger Cats. Jamie Nye and Matthew Cause picked the Tiger Cats to beat the Bombers. Everybody else picks the Bombers. And Saskatchewan, BC. Only one team, one guy, Jim Morris, picks the BC Lions to win. Now, here's the kicker on this, okay? Jim Morris is leading with all the picks in the league. He is the highest. He is the winningest member of this sports panel. And he's picked BC, stepping out from the crowd. I like his style, okay? I like his style. Owens living in Toronto. Okay, that's a big wrap on the games. Hope Stephen got all the answers, got all the numbers, everything else. Uh, did well, guys. Thank you very much for doing that. I had fun. Yep. In a strange and unusual story, Bobber's receiver Chris Matthew was stabbed in Winnipeg restaurant. He seems to be okay as he was back at practice. Is there any more to this story? Well, you know, everybody says, oh, it was reported as a stabbing, but that's Oh, oh, out overblown it, it he just has a small puncture wound okay. what causes puncture wounds a stabbing doesn't matter how big or it is it doesn't mean that you're attacked by this big honking kitchen knife or a hunting knife or something like that you could have been attacked by anything and if it punctured your skin you were stabbed Okay, so whether it was a big stabbing or a little stabbing or a relevant stabbing, it doesn't matter. It was a stabbing. So let's call it what it is. Okay, now I'm tired of that word. Let's move on. It's also been reported that it was a pencil. He got stabbed with a pencil. So hopefully he doesn't get lead poisoning or anything like that. I don't even know if pencils still have lead in them. I know they did when I was in school because they told me not to chew on them. Uh, anyhow. So, he's not taking first team reps. He's not practicing with the main body of the team. Is this stabbing, however minor it is, uh, having issues with his ability to play football? Or is there something underlying in here that he is not quite the fair-haired child the Winnipeg Bombers thought he would be and the price tag that they're paying him. Charles, start us off with this story. Well, this is weird because Chris Williams was a big, uh, or excuse me, Chris Matthews was a big signing for the Bombers in the offseason. They made a lot of, a big deal out of this. Was he not in fact a healthy last week? Yeah. Was he a healthy scratch last week? 
That's what we're told. Okay, so that's weird in itself because the Bombers have been rolling. They're undefeated, and yet one of their big free agent acquisitions is a healthy scratch. And then he just so happens to go out and get himself stabbed a few days later. I, this is just weird timing. Um, he, I don't know if he's even going to be in the roster. Do we, is, do we know, is he going to be back in the lineup this week? Matthews, no. Like I said, there's no changes to the lineup so far. So Matthews, no. So he's obviously okay after the stabbing, as he uh, this quote-unquote stabbing, because the reports were he was practicing. So this means he's a healthy scratch two weeks in a row. This There's something else. There has to be something else here, because this was supposed to be their big guy, Chris Matthews. This guy's played in a Super Bowl. This guy was a a big-time acquisition for the Stampeders when they picked him up last week or last year. But now he's a healthy scratch, back-to-back weeks. I don't know. There's something weird. I don't know if he's fallen out of favor already in Winnipeg or whatnot, but something weird is going on here. And my other question is, did Michael Shea have to uh, look at the film once he was asked about it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to look at the film well, on that one. Don't worry, my joke just bombed too. Yep. Okay. Well, speaking of Will, it's his turn. Yes, it is Will's turn. You know what? And I'm surprised Mark's not saying anything, but there's something else going on in Winnipeg. I don't know if he fell out of favor if they found younger, cheaper, if he's not joining the team philosophy. And, you know, I don't know if he has a reputation as being uh, not a team guy, but you know what? He came into Calgary last year, and I'm sorry, he's one of the reasons they won the Grey Cup. Okay? Because they had a competent long ball threat and he was a big receiver. I don't know how he doesn't fit into Winnipeg, but, I mean, he did. I do believe he came into training camp injured. But maybe he's just not showing what he's got. And then when you go down to Smith Street and get stabbed, whether it was a pencil, a spoon, a big hunting knife, who knows. And... uh Mike O'Shea said that's a matter. If you want to know about it, you got to ask the police. So I don't know what's going on. Mark, got any ideas? I do. Younger, faster, cheaper. If he was stabbed, like three down and a bunch of the other media put out, would the police not be laying charges? Because it even says in the article, no charges will be laid. So if he was stabbed, like they keep saying, there'd be charges laid. And trust why? me, there's a lot of stabbings in this. The police will lay charges. Why? Why? Um, there's a lot of stabbings in this city. I'm not denying that. Yeah. So why um, why would it have to charges have to be laid? What if it was self defense? 
What if Chris they Matthews said, caught up to, to, to hit this did guy? Did you read the article? And, and he, did you, no, I didn't. Did you read the headline? Yeah, you read the headline. There was an altercation in the bar slash restaurant. It's not a right? bar. It's a restaurant with a bar attached kind of thing at night. Right, but anyway. nobody really eats. So oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. At that place, yeah, the food's amazing. Um, there was an altercation, which was quickly diffused by the restaurant security, and the police are not laying charges. Or I've no never been to a restaurant that laid. had security. Come to Winnipeg. It's also a no. bar at night. It's a bar at night. What so then let's not is stop here, calling it a restaurant. Yeah, my thinking is here is he's not a rookie. He's been in the NFL. You got to know, don't go to a place without backup of teammates or whatever at one or two in the morning. Um, if he had done something really stupid, the Bombers would have cut him out right. They're looking at a different receiver right now. This kid came in yet yeah, last week. And ran, what, 70 yards for a touchdown. Right now, they don't need Matthews. O'Shea, the only thing O'Shea says about Matthews is he is a big part of the team going forward. He's going to be getting us a lot of wins later in the season. They're looking at younger, faster, cheaper. They, and Matthews isn't making massive coin. He's only making 125 this year. $125,000. Everybody thinks he's as massive. He was a big signing in name and in possible talent. He wasn't in dollar signs. 125 for a receiver? How much is Darrell Walker making? 285 or something? Um, I'm okay. He's with no Darrell Walker. I'm not saying he is. But are you saying he's 200 over $100,000? cheaper in talent? No. Um, He hasn't played well when he was in. This is just O'Shea going, hmm, let's see what we got in this kid. I really think that's what he's doing. I know some people, Todd included, are trying to make this into some big secret. Something's going on. There's trouble in the team. This is O'Shea. This is what he does. He's done it before. He did it last year with Adarius Bowman. You didn't perform. You hit the end of the bench. I really think that stabbing is overblown. He obviously got into a fight of some sort. Puncture wound could be anything. It could be a key hitting the guy and cutting him. That's a puncture wound, a scratch. So, who knows? I hope he wasn't dumb enough to do something like that, but if he is, see ya. And we've got a guy making league minimum who's outperforming it right now. I'm okay with it. I just don't want okay. him. I don't want him released right now. If he hasn't done anything dumb, why? Because I don't want Edmonton to pick him up. Mm. Yeah, which they would do in a heartbeat. Edmonton or even Calgary would go after him in a heartbeat. Wow, so so would Saskatchewan. Yep, everybody would. Yeah, the guy has the potential. 
At 125, Calgary didn't want him. No. So, once again, Calgary used him. Calgary used him when they needed him, and they didn't need him anymore, so that's why they didn't sign him. And that's what's going on in Winnipeg, I think. They found somebody better. Or they're finding somebody better. I want to see what this guy can do consistently. Uh, we'll find out from that this week again. Basically, I'm calling Matthews another healthy scratch two weeks in a row. It's a Darius hey. Bowman 2.0. Well, it's moving on from the Bombers because I'm bored already. Um, oh, not that this is more exciting. Lions coach Devon Claybrook says he is concerned with all the punishment Mike Riley is has taken. No shit. <laughs> Maybe he should take a page out of uh, Mike O'Shea's book and just keep quiet. Um, with their current cap issues, what can Claybrooks do to help protect his QB? Exceed the cap. Uh, I don't know. What can you do? You need to get some old linemen. You don't need to go find some recycled Canadian O-lineman. They have jobs because of their passports. Go find somebody who actually knows how to play the position, somebody who has been positions, and go down to into America and start picking up some nasty son-of-a-bitch gang members and bring them back up here because that's what you need, okay? You need mean and nasty Jason Jimenez. You need mean and nasty Rob Murphy, okay? West Side Miami, Rob Murphy. Come on, you need somebody who's been in the trenches and knows how to battle because these kids from Canada don't, and we need somebody mean and nasty to take on Charlton Hughes, person, Mika Johnson. These guys are awesome. You're not you let the best O-line coach in the league go away, and what have you done with it? Nothing. It's a sore subject for me. Charles, you get to go. I would have hoped that they were able to figure out some sort of blocking scheme or something that uh, have been preventing uh, oh, defensive linemen from getting through that offensive line because that offensive line has been like melting butter. It's just people are walking through it. It's getting so open, and it's happening game in and game out. Sure, they, they actually they only gave, they gave up four sacks uh, last week against Saskatchewan. That's part of the story. There were so many other times where Mike Riley was on the run, was being pressured, was being knocked around, was getting hit as he threw, and it was just so many times. And really, you got to just, um, I don't know, they've got to figure something out because, my, like Will said, Mike Riley's going to get killed at some point. I mean, he's just getting hit. He's getting banged around. And you can see it in his face. He's wincing. He's getting up slower and slower every time. Eventually, he's just not going to get up because he won't be able to. Um, it's Yeah, it's a tough one here. Uh, 
offensive line, I think, my thing is if the Lions can figure out their issues on the offensive line, I think that will make improvements up and down the lineup. Because I think part of the problem is that, with, and I mentioned this the other day, is that if the offensive line is not helping sustain drives, the defense is on the field too much, and they're burning out by the end of the game. So if you have a competent offensive line, the Lions offense gets more sustained drives, then maybe the defense doesn't tire out by the end of the game, and maybe they can start tackling people instead of throwing a shoulder into people and hoping they fall down. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. they got to try something, maybe bring in some young guys. Uh, but maybe you have less experience, but maybe you're hungrier. I honestly thought their offensive line wasn't going to be that bad this year. They've got guys, talented offensive linemen, that have been successful in this league before. But right now, as a unit, they suck. And I haven't heard, I don't know if anyone else heard, whether or not Suk Chung is going to be back in the lineup this week. It won't uh, matter. I have not heard. Not that it mattered, because they weren't doing anything when he was in there to begin with. So I don't know what they got up their sleeve, but they've got to figure something out before Mike Riley gets destroyed. Yep. Happen to agree with you there, Charles. Williams, mm-hmm. take over. He won't turn his um, mic on again. No, I just did. Fuck, give me a break. Well, you're um, talking to the world quietly. I'm sorry. The world. I'm trying to pack. What can I say? Um, <laughs> refresh my memory. What were we talking about? Oh, my fuck. God. I've got to mute him. No, you're Yvonne not. Yvonne Claybrook says the concern about the punishment Mike Riley is taking. What can he do with current cap issues? Can he... How can he help protect his quarterback? Well, if you if you if you cut guys, that doesn't go against the cap, does it? Well, only the games that they've already played. Right. Okay. Right. So you so you cut everybody but Suk Chung and maybe one other guy, and then find some offensive linemen. How does that sound? It's pretty simple. Who, you mean, and, are you cutting I, everybody I like Mike Riley and everybody else too, or are you just no, talking about the no, old linemen no, I here? Said, I said offensive line, okay? Clean the oh, shit out of yours and listen to me. You didn't listen. Anyways. You didn't say that. Okay, and Neil, fine, tomorrow whatever. when he's cutting his grass, he'll he'll know that. Okay, anyways. Um, I, you know, and wouldn't you say, with the exception of Suk Chung, and maybe one other guy. Isn't this the same offensive line you had last year? Pretty much. We, well, different center. I mean, we did have Cody Husband. Okay. We did have Jovan Oyafoyo. Right. right? Both of those guys right. retired because we didn't bring them back. Right. They didn't retire because we, we, we're we not sad that they retired. We just didn't offer them contracts. Okay? So Would you agree guys- that? Would you agree that the offensive line this year – is worse than last year? Yes. Okay. In certain ways. Okay. Why is that? 
It, it's it's because of what you said a few minutes ago. They got okay. rid of Dan, they got rid of Dan Derezio, Okay, Dan Derezio was in was in Calgary for years with Wally Buono, and everybody said he was the best offensive line coach in the CFL. Fifty years and he's been coaching. Mm-hmm. And then you replace him with uh, what's his name, Brian from Montreal. What was his name? Brian Shoes guy. Brian Chu, Chu, first year offensive line coach. First year. Was was he a first year? Because he had coached for a couple of years before that, had he not? I thought he did. Oh, I But anyways, don't know. It, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter. Obviously, something's not working there. It's it's a combination of a whole bunch of things. And and how you fix that is you got to start you got to start over, okay? And maybe they should have a if do they have a bye week coming up soon or not? I hope the so. Lions? Then we won't we won't lose after this after this week. The long okay. weekend. Then then that's when you got to fly in a whole bunch of guys, offensive linemen, and and do something. I mean, I if and I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Maybe they have. I would be scouring everybody's practice roster because I guarantee you you're going to find a couple of decent prospects on the Stampeders. I'm sure Saskatchewan probably has a couple around too, and and you got to figure it out because the way the offensive line is going right now, I, I, I the thing that amazes me is these guys do not get better week to week. And if they were going to get better, it would have happened by now. And it hasn't happened. Mm, so They're, they're putrid. I, I agree, 100%. But what do you do? And where do you start? You signed the number one guard in the CFL in Suk Chung for $260,000. And why was he considered the best guard in the CFL? Because... He's a running guard. He's a run guard blocker. Okay? He right. blocks for the run. If you're going to spend right. $260,000 for an O-lineman who is the best at blocking for the run, why aren't you running the fucking ball? But on the other hand... You're, you're an O-lineman, Will. Again, you were an O-lineman, correct? Yeah, but, yes. Did yes you rather, yes, would yes. you rather block for the run or pass block, pass, pass protect? Nobody Christopher, wants to pass three the years, three years of high school football, Christopher. We threw the ball six times. Okay, so what do you think? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Then, but, but 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 the other thing you gotta you gotta think about Suk Chung. He was great. Okay, in 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 Winnipeg, he had either Stanley Bryant next to him, or he had yeah. Hardwick next to him. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge difference. Huge difference. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, okay. So once again, I, and and you would think that these guys would catch on, and and you know, for example, I mean, with a guy like Stanley Bryant, he basically is a standalone guy because he's an offensive tackle. Okay, and he is good on his own, and he was great in Calgary. And he's been great in Winnipeg. 
But he had a a supporting staff, both of those places, okay? Absolutely, but... You don't go cherry-pick an O-lineman. You take the whole fucking O-line. The whole O-line. No, no, no. no, I them all. But I I think you can cherry-pick tackles, but you can't cherry-pick guards, okay? Because guard is, is a different concept altogether. An offensive, uh, 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 outside tackle, he's always on his own anyways. His main, his main thing is to protect the outside. Guards are a little different. And you know what? But Sook Chung's not the problem anyways. It's the whole offensive no. line. And, and if it it's not working, if it's not working, you change guys. It's that simple. Do you, are you telling me BC doesn't have somebody else waiting in the rings? It would appear not. Obviously, obviously, their biggest issue is depth. Okay, <laughs> because I guarantee you, if if Calgary's offensive line was as bad as BC's, it, it would be gone by now. I guarantee it. So, I'm just saying, and maybe a guy like Devon Claybrooks or uh, Jarius Jackson doesn't know how to make those decisions right now because those are hard decisions to make when you cut a guy, okay, or when you release a guy. Those are hard decisions to make. Eventually, you start making those decisions because it comes down to his job or your job. Take your pick. So there you go. That's my say. The biggest problem right now with BC, it's obvious, but it's it's the guys on the corners. No, it it's Boyko and Foku, Foucault, whatever. Foucault. They're getting ran around. Yep. They're not even having to do bull rushes. They're not having to do inside spin moves, although Charleston Hughes does that to perfection. They're just running around them. It, it, it's a technique thing more than anything. I don't know if Boyko and Foku can't get the footwork down to be able to get out in front, but they're just getting beat constant. And because they're getting beat constant, then all of a sudden you're going to slide the interior guys over a little bit to compensate for that, and the linebackers come right up the middle. It's a system. It's Jarius Jackson. It comes down to him again. And if you're worried about cutting guys, like, you know, he doesn't want to cut them, he's a rookie head coach. Ed Hervey's been in the CFL forever. He's the general manager of the team, correct? Yeah. You'd think. Why yeah. doesn't he why doesn't he go to Devon Claybrooks and say, Who oh, look? Our offensive line sucks. We're going to get Riley put on the retired list. (laughs) I will cut the guys. You don't need to do this. I will cut them. I will bring you better players. That's Hervey's job. It is, yep. Hervey, you know, went out and signed Riley to 700 and was it 750? Close to it. Suk Chung two sixty. There's a million dollars of a five million dollar salary cap 
into players. And they can't just go down to the States and get a ton of American guys and bring them up. Because if they do, where are they putting them. their Canadians? They got no, never mind paying them. They had to have Canadians on the field somewhere. So if you take all the Canadians off the offensive line, where are you putting other Canadians in, and who are you taking out at American receiver? There's not a dearth of Canadian receivers right now to pick up, right? No. So they're hooped. This year is it is what it is because they can't bring in a ton of Americans unless they can figure out where to put the other Canadians. Are you putting sitting Burnham down? No. Do you release Deron Carter and put a Canadian there maybe? Yes. You're saving some cap money. Maybe. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember how much he signed for. But you have to Fuck find a Canadians. Quarter. You yeah, have to find Canadians to get in there. Do they even have any Canadian receivers on the practice roster that they can throw out yeah. there? Chad Johnson? Oh, on the practice roster. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, like, it, like Will said, it's depth. The offensive line is what I like to call Winnipeg bad when Joe Mack was in Winnipeg and the offensive line destroyed many quarterbacks' careers. Hello, Buck Pierce and Drew Willie. <laughs> Let's face it. Um they can't fix it this year. It is what it is. But they damn well better fix it in the off season. I release the entire offensive line, if not just put them onto the bench, maybe at the most. Okay, you guys are now second and third team. I fire the off the offensive line coach because he's the one coaching these systems that the guys are getting ran right through, and start from scratch. Unfortunately, yep. guys, BC not going to happen this year. Th- no, it can't happen this year. No, it can't. With the coach's salary cap, with the mm-hmm. salary cap, with the ratio, they're hooped. There's nothing. We they got can do what this we year. got this year, and just accept it. Yep. Yep. This, this is, and I, there's part of me that compares Claybrooks to O'Shea, who everybody in the CFL including 90% of the Bomber fans, wanted O'Shea fired after five games. Get him out. But he had nothing. And this is where BC is. they got some big names. they got some great offensive talent. But their offensive line is crap. If Winnipeg could have kept Buck Pierce upright, healthy-ish, because he was never fully healthy, so say healthy-ish, the 2011 Great Cup game could have been entirely different. But instead, Swaggerville ugh, dragged them into the Great Cup, and we saw what happened. Yeah. It, it, that's where BC is right now. They're at Winnipeg level. That Winnipeg was in in 2011 and with the offensive line. Not with the rest of the team, with the O-line. There's a ton of talent on the team. They should be better than this, never mind on paper. They should be better than one win. And it comes down to offensive line systems. Because if your guys can't do that one certain thing you want them to do, then you have to change it or bring in new players. And they can't do that right now unless they find more Canadian offensive linemen on practice rosters. They're hooped. 
This is a rebuild year for next year now. This is just get through the year. Mm-hmm. You, no arguments. Absolutely nope. no arguments. There's just too many reminders of the Varmers from 2011 and up until O'Shea came in. There's just too many reminders there. Can we move on? No, okay. <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah, it's just nauseating for. I mean, how can you be? Uh, Matt Nichols. CJ, I've been there the... for 28 years. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, and it's not getting any better. Matt Nichols has risen to the top of the latest QB index. Is that warranted, or has he taken his game to a new level? Okay. No, <laughs> it's not warranted. He hasn't taken his game to the next level. His passing stats are terrible. Everybody says they're wonderful. He just isn't throwing the ball. So he throws the ball times. He needs to be throwing the ball for 35 times. He's not. It's just terrible. It's a Durant, Durant, Gary and Durant thing all over again, except Durant threw more interceptions. No, I'm sorry. I don't like his uh, being up the leader at the top of the, the QB index. I would put Jeremiah Mazzoli there first. Uh, anyhow, that's my piece. Charles, take it away. Well, if you're looking at it, I mean, he's been pretty impressive this year. I mean, I, I got to call a spade a spade. I mean, I've always thought as uh, Hey, hey hang on. Can I stop you for a eight. second? We're not allowed to say that. Okay? I, I challenged Khalif, Khalif Mitchell the other day, or whatever his uh, new handle is. And uh, he's not allowed. You're not allowed to say that, okay? You're not allowed to call things that. It's, All right. It's a, it's a racial derogatory statement, and we it get is? ourselves in trouble on that. Yes. Okay. I apologize. Okay. So Alrighty. Okay. We, we we can do a lot of things, but let's not just talk about shovels, okay? Okay. All right. So I mean, but you look at it: twelve touchdowns, one interception. That's a pretty damn good touchdown-interception ratio. I mean, his yardage isn't huge, but it doesn't have to be. And you got to also look at it that he shared some time with Strebler. Uh, Strebler's been brought in, you know, in a couple of these games that were kind of out of reach and been given some playing time. And there are certain... Um, there are certain um, formations that the Winnipeg offense does where Strebler's in at the quarterback. But if you look at his overall play, I mean, he hasn't lost yet. Uh, you got to give him credit for, or at least partial. I mean, it's a team win and loss, obviously. Uh, he's not the only factor, but he really hasn't hurt them. He hasn't been the Matt Nichols that we saw last year. Remember when they went through that horrible slump? And he was throwing interception. He had multi-interception games, several multi-interception games in a row. Uh, but this year he's been very good. He's been consistent. He, like I said, a 12-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio, which is fantastic, probably the best in the league. So, I mean, do I call him 100% elite? No. But he is probably at the top of the next class, and I think he has stepped his game up. I don't think, like I said, he's at an elite level, but he has, I think, played 
better this year. And um, right now, uh, if you're looking at quarterback index, I'm just wondering who you would put ahead of him. Maybe Trevor Harris, maybe Jeremiah Mazzoli, but this year he's been right up there. And I can't personally deny that. Okay. Pretty much all I got to say. William. Okay. I'm going to call a shovel a shovel here, okay? Matt Nichols. asshole. (laughs) Matt Nichols. (laughs) Matt Matt Nichols. Okay. Skip skip all the stats. I don't give a shit about stats. Okay. He's won five football games. Not himself, but within the team concept, he has won five football games. You got to give him that. Do I think Matt Nichols is a guy who, when his team is not playing well, can he put them on his back and carry them? Not a chance. Just my opinion, but not a chance. But within the team concept, he has done fantastic. I still think, I still think the way to beat Matt, Matt Nichols and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is stop the run game and make Matt Nichols throw on every play. And then we'll and he see what he's it. got. Well, uh, you know what? Give him another chance. Let's see what happens. I mean, you can't. I mean, he's been the best thing the Bombers have had in probably, I don't know, five, ten years. Okay? Oh, no and doubt. Right now, they not lead, arguing. Right, right now they lead the league. Is that going to continue? I don't know because, and don't take this the wrong way, Mark. Okay? I don't think it's been a strong league this year, okay? Because if you think about it, you got a number of teams without a starting quarterback. You got a number of teams with their starting quarterback injured, and it hasn't been a strong league that way. So, yeah, I I give him full credit. He's got five wins. Let's see how many more he can get. And, you know, I, I think the Bombers within the team concept, if they rely on that defense, they could go on, they could go a long way, but I just don't think they're as good as people think they are. There you go. Okay. William. Mark, and, you got oh, something to add here real in. quick. Hold oh. on. I'm, I'm okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Well, finish it up. And, and I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you in November if the Blue Bombers are in Calgary for the Grey Cup, I will go there in a heartbeat and cheer for them, okay? Yeah, okay. Yep. You actually kind of proved Matt Nichols' point earlier, Christopher, when you mentioned about Trevor Harris and Ricky Ray and this guy and that guy throwing five yards here, throwing four yards here, throwing seven yards there. What does Matt Nichols do? He throws well, five yard passes. He throws seven yard passes. He throws I, I don't forty yards. In, he throws forty yards in the air passes as well. We've always and so, myself so Ricky Ray. Exactly. Myself included, we've all criticized Nichols' deep throws. Deep throws are, you know, 30 yards and more. His deep throws 
are right on the money this year. He doesn't do a ton of them, but when he does, they're touchdowns. Yes, he's getting it to his weapons. He's getting it to Whitehead. He's getting it to Dembski. He's getting it to Adams. That's his job. He is doing his job better than anybody in the CFL right now at this point. But it's not not a strong CFL. So we'll just throw out every single stat? Because no, we're not throwing out every single stat. CFL. We're just saying he's got no competition. That's not his fault. No, it's not. At not all. at all. Not, not at all. He's tops in the league. Nobody's disputing or denying that. Okay? Nobody is. Who is better than Matt Nichols right now? Nobody. Mike Riley? Mike Riley? No. I don't, Trevor no, Harris? I don't think so. You could make an well, argument for debate. Trevor Harris, but Trevor Harris just threw in one game more interceptions than Nichols has thrown in five. He is on pace for 44 touchdowns and four interceptions. But he's not Th- throwing the ball. Neither did Ricky Ray. Ricky Ray was the consummate master at game managing. Four yards here, five yards there, six yards here. No, 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 no. Mark, you're missing the point here. It's not how many yards is he throwing for. It's how many times does he throw the ball. He doesn't need to. If it doesn't matter. That's because he has a running game. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't need to throw the ball, Christopher. If he needs to throw the ball, there was one game. Harris was under 50 yards, the Edmonton game. Who threw the touchdown passes? Who kicked field goals? You're you're missing the point. You say he can't throw the – he's not throwing the ball enough. Is that his fault? No, he's not. No, well, no. Whatever is the team. And, and that's all that matters for you. And so that's Ricky all that matters Ray for, for the 20 Winnipeg years was the team. And I'm okay with that. Okay? So Ricky Ray for 20 years it's... was the team. Hey, I got a question. Maybe Mark We're running can out answer of time. This. I just a quick question. Hey, Mark, who was the last Winnipeg quarterback to throw for over 40 touchdown passes and didn't win a Grey Cup? Dunnigan? Nope. Who? Ah. Kahari. didn't have this defense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, once again, didn't didn't Matt Nichols lead a lot of categories last year in the CFL? Uh, interceptions, yeah. um, no. stupid plays. No, no, no. He, he also he won, won the last league five games of the season. Hmm? Right. And did he win the Grey Cup? Nope. No. Sorry. Just but we're not talking about the Grey Cup right now. Only staff that matters. We're not talking about the Grey Cup right now. We're talking about five games into or six games into the season. Yeah. Well, we're talking about stats. Stats don't mean shit. I know Sorry. they don't mean shit. You spin stats any way you want them. And yep. That's it. Let's you, finish this off. You can. Rock and roll. Dane Evans. 
number one quarterback in the CFL right now, has a pass efficiency rating of 200. Doesn't get any better than that. How do you get 200 efficiency? I guess he's, what, one for one or something? No, he's, no, he's five for six. Five for six with a touchdown. No interceptions. Not I don't so even know who he is. For. I don't even know who he is. I, I, he's a quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That would explain a lot. I would not have known that. Yep. Yeah, Mark. Okay. Let's uh, let's uh, move on to the next thing so that Mark can recover a little bit here because I think his butt's hurting. I'm just fine. Okay. Uh, we got not much. We got no time left in this thing. Out of Red Blacks expect Dom Davis to be back, be out at least one more week. Do the Red Blacks need him back to have a chance to be competitive? I don't know. Some of us are picking Ottawa to win with Jonathan Jennings. So, uh, nah, who knows? Uh, it's the Eastern Division. Do they really need to be all that com- all that powerful to be competitive? They do need a quarterback. And is Dom Davis the quarterback? Appears to be better than Jonathan Jennings. But who knows? Real fast. What do you guys think of the Riders mascot, Gainer, who, Gainer the Gopher, who's uh, getting in a little bit of hot water right now because of his sexual antics with a stuffed lion during the TV broadcast? Uh, is this overblown? Is this something that is allowed? Or is it absolutely and completely distasteful? Charles, real quick, we don't have time. Personally, I don't like it like that, but at the same time, it's a stupid mascot that does stupid things. So I personally don't have a huge, I don't care, although when you got kids and stuff like that in the crowd, I don't think you want to be doing uh, sexual antics and stuff like that. Uh, that's going to piss off a bunch of people. Personally, for me, though, I don't I don't care. William. God, I'm starting to sound like Will. You don't care? Well, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think there's a place for it when there's kids around, sorry. And they should stop it. It's just stupid. Go ahead. I mean, the, the, the writers did apologize, and they have had a chat with Gator uh, the Gopher character, and he, they've taken his lion away from him, and uh, whatever. Uh, but do you think but that they, it, they took it's his, not, they took his stuffed toy away from him? Oh my god! They took god. his lion away. They they might have to take his tiger and his horse and and a few other things away from him as well. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Ninety seconds left of the show. Mark, what do you think? Real quick. I don't care. It's a mascot. Go away. That's it. I don't care. Okay, uh, we're just going to finish this one up. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 377. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we got to talk football. And uh, I can't stand Gainer the Gopher. He just needs – somebody needs to shoot him. I used to shoot Gophers when I was uh, – it was kind of fun, and I think somebody should just nail this guy. Uh, Okay, uh, that's it for me. I'm going to say goodnight. And, uh, Mark, up to you, buddy. Take it away. Good night, everybody. Talk to you on Sunday. Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you this weekend.
on Sunday night for sure. Uh, William. Good night, everybody. I'll be live from Las Vegas on Sunday night. Ooh, and you do the show? go Owls. You're going to do the show from Vegas? Owls. I'm going to try. What's the missus going to have to say? Patty's going we'll to have to say about that, won't she? We'll, we'll, both, we'll both be playing slot machines, so she won't care. <laughs> okay. I got to go. Say good night, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.